and welcome back to another exciting episode of No More Leadership BS Podcast with your podcast team, Miss Myra Hall, Jeff, 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 and Dr. Sam. I think that's going to be our new <laughs> intro and outro at every episode because it just rolls off the tongue so nicely. I love that. I love that. I am Jeff Geoff McLaughlin today here, and we've got our podcast crew together. We're having a great time. We're a couple episodes in. We're getting a little punchy. It's always a good time here. And today, our topic we're going to talk about as leaders, what are those things, those jobs, the parts of leadership, the parts of the work that fire you up, and how do you do more of that? And then the other part of that is what are the things that kind of drag you down as a leader, the minutia that... If you you could just get rid of that, it would just let you accelerate as a better leader. We were having a conversation before this because we are a podcast. There's editing and stuff like that goes into making it sound the best possible way. And there apparently is. It's a whole science behind stuff, which science is like a four-letter word. Who knew? See, I went to public school. The thing is this, is that Myra was talking about how what that does for her. And I'd really like Myra to to have you tell people because in my mind, I went someplace else. I went, that sounds like a really hard, detail-oriented, really miserable experience sitting in a computer doing like minutia work, which drives me crazy. But you had a completely different take on it. And we both have about the same amount of C in our disc profiles, which is very <laughs> minimal, which is detail-oriented. So Would you give us your perspective on how that changed for you? What does it do for you? Like we were talking about, this isn't detailed to me, although you could consider it detailed work, Mm -hmm. but it's creative. It's taking raw data or the raw performance, if you will, and making it the best it can be. And I can do that over and over. I can get lost in that. That's not detailed to me. That's just continuous improvement. And that's the type of thing that I just really, I can get in and just work on it forever and not get bored by it. But there's other details that drive me completely nutty. And I will run away from them, balancing a checkbook, for instance, or that type of thing. I hire that done for me in the business. That is what my assist is for. I equate that to doing homework for a living. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm, or ta- or doing your taxes, or uh, I can oh, think of a hundred. That's a real four-letter word. Uh, yeah, but that's not creative. I don't know if that answers your question or not, but I really well, enjoy it. I think that it was the phrasing you said it's creative, and so yeah. in your mind, that's what it is. It's a process of taking something raw and make it into something better. So that improvement piece as a creative endeavor, which is absolutely not how I looked at it, kind of changed my perspective on things, which. I'm still not going to go out and edit a podcast, but I know somebody who's really good at it. And I am fully aware of that allows us to do something different because we know that you're there to support that process, which I think is brilliant because you like it. Guys, I'm going to come down to you now, to the Jeff and Dr. Sam, and ask in your leadership journey as coaches, as leaders, those things that keep you grounded, those things that allow you to be a good leader that you want to do more of, What are the things that you have to be willing to or that you've seen clients or people have to let go of so that they can be better leaders? Give up control. Well, gee, that that seems real easy. Could you tell us more? (laughs) A lot of times when a leader comes in, they want to be in control of everything. They want to oversee. They want to be able to tell. They want to make sure that everyone's doing their stuff the way they want it done. 
what needs to happen is to actually truly delegate and say, this is what we need to do. This is the outcome we need to have. Go forth and conquer and advocate, but check in with them. How are you mm-hmm. doing? And I always advocate to check in at, at, at their desk or their space. Don't have them come to your office. Go do MBWA, manage by walking around. So go to their space, check in on them, have a two-minute meeting. How are things going? Where are we at? What are you trying right now? What's your next step? What barriers do, do you have? How can we help remove them? And because our job as a leader is to make our people successful. Because if, they're, su- jump- if they're successful, we're successful. I got to jump in there because there's something that I think is overlooked so many times is they think they're leading when actually they're managing. Correct. They think they're leading when they're just moving the chess pieces around on the board. And there is a big difference. One of these days we need to have a a whole podcast on that. But Jeff, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's they want to control every step. That is more in in the management realm of making things go right. Yep. Leadership is helping other people. Yeah, you manage your checkbook. You manage your checkbook. You lead people. Ah, and and as my favorite says, <laughs> yep. see, uh, you can be efficient with things, but you can be effective with people. And, and then, then the flip side of the things that people need to let go for me, being part of a group and and being part of that synergistic effort, there's nothing better. For me, I get excited by that. It's just watching everybody else gel and spin and get things going and everyone's contributing and everyone's taking a piece of this thing and they're owning it. And oh my God, that's a two beer afternoon. (laughs) Two beer afternoon. I love it. Oh man. I love, for those of you that are not watching our podcast, you just saw Mr. Conroy get real excited for two reasons. One, his team did well in football. And two, he got super excited about talking about his team and the synergy and how people can work together <laughs> to create something better. It's almost like it lights him up or something. Like it's his passion. Yeah. yeah. Strange. Weird. Really weird. I never would have thought. Who knew? Yeah, who knew? Uh, so Dr. Sam, you were nodding your head a lot. Give us your thoughts. What do you think? Obviously people have to give up that sense of control and having their hand in everything. Are there more specific things that you've had with clients or organizations that you've served with? I'm going to say meetings. <laughs> oh, do tell. Please tell me more because this is real interesting to me because, oh boy. Yeah. Meetings. Right. Death by meeting I is think, a slow, lifelong. Yay. Yes. Meetings, in my mind, can be seen as a status symbol. If you're invited, you're one of the group. If you're not, you're left out. So the more meetings you're in, the more important you are. But if you're in meetings for six hours a day, when are you serving others? When are you getting your actual day job done? Uh, because you're in a room doesn't mean you're effective. So one of the things that can be a little bit difficult is for a leader to say, thanks for the invitation. I don't see where precisely I plug in here on either the agenda or the purpose. I'm going to sit out. If I'm incorrect about that, let me know later. But I also need to be present. Now, of course, you can't just do that. You have to be a little more gentle in your delivery than that. But you have to be bold. You have to look at an invitation and say, do I need to be there and not for yourself, even to serve, that's fine, right? Is this absolutely necessary? And Or you've got somebody who's on your team that maybe is closer to that action they're talking about and they just want the figurehead there. Maybe the person that actually does the work should be the one in the room. Let's have that conversation too. So far I've got, you got to let go of control of things and you got to be willing to say no, mm-hmm. especially to the things that don't necessarily move the organization forward or that's not yep. serving people. 
Very good. Oh my gosh, this is solid gold right now. Mr. Geyer, uh, your thoughts on the subject, things that leaders need to let go of to, to become better leaders. They have to let go of themselves, I think. And it took me, at least in my experience, a little while to figure that part out. You have to let go of yourself, meaning you have to let go of what you want and what your necessarily your personal goals and aspirations are. Now you're the leader and your number one responsibility is to the people that you're entrusted to lead. And that is creating the environment where those people can flourish where they grow and they're challenged and all the words and adjectives we can put on it. But you have to stop thinking about yourself first and start thinking about other people first, like constantly, even when those other people might be pain in your neck or in other areas of your body. You have to focus on them. It's If you don't, as my buddy Conroy says, sooner or later, if you're not focused on your people, you're going to be standing there by yourself wondering where'd everybody go. And that's a long, lonely journey. It goes back to what we've talked about many times before, that axiom that it's lonely at the top. And the reason that's true some of the time is because the leader's focused on themselves and not focused on the people. If you're focused on the people, you're all going to get to the top together and then you won't be there by yourself and it won't be lonely. So I, I think in, in terms of letting go of something, you have to let go of the focus on yourself and instead shift that focus onto the people you're entrusted to lead. Mm -hmm. Right on, right I on. Agree. I love that. I agree. Yeah, I, I love it. We mentioned in an earlier podcast, I believe, that uh, training is expensive and turnover is expensiver. Yeah, if you're yeah. that leader constantly focused on themselves, you're going to have higher turnover because you're not taking care of your team. And that's, to us, it makes sense. And yet so many people out there are so focused on what's in it for me yeah. that they're not looking at their teams. They're and not I, looking. Yeah, and I've been, on, I've been on teams that are constantly in training mode. And it's mm -hmm. just, it's really frustrating. I've been in companies where, you know, 70% of the employees have been there less than five years. It's mm -hmm. like, what the hell? It's hard to develop a culture, a company culture. Say, how, do you, how do you develop a culture when you have that it's much? It's really hard to do that. And you're constantly training and your and leadership is complaining about how things aren't getting done and they start talking about replacing people. And I'm like, it's the old song, may the circle be unbroken. May the circle, it's the same shit, different day. You're constantly <laughs> doing stuff. It's just, yeah. oh, doesn't that, that Conrad, that's awesome. Cause it goes with what Dr. Sam was talking about in the meetings. As soon as he said that, I thought committees and meetings are basically places where good ideas go to die. Correct. And that's because there's no action, right? They sit around having the meetings and it's exactly what you're talking about. We sit around training all the time and never get in the game, never implement what we're training on. So you got to act and we'll train while we're acting and we're going to have meetings while we're acting. We're not going to do all this stuff in a vacuum. We're going to do it all together. Death and by meeting. focus on the people, well, right? And, De and, death and, by meeting, man. And never mind the cost company. Oh, yeah. yeah I, the, right. the last the last time I looked up the statistics, it takes six months to recoup the cost of training. Right. I, I'd say more of a year because you got to go through the cycle. Every company has a yearly cycle. Everyone's got to go through the year. It, to me, it'd be a year. Yeah, okay. But God. And I even, my mindset about training is it's not a cost. It's an investment. Yeah. And I, I don't expect that investment to to provide an immediate return, but I do expect it 
to pr- provide a long-term return. And so mm-hmm. I keep investing in that training, but it's not the only thing I do. It's just, it can't be mono-focused. No, I agree. And death by meeting, that kills me. Just sit in a meeting all day. I don't know. I'd love to see a statistic on you take people's hourly wage and see how many hours a week or a month that they spend in meetings that could have been an email and what the cost to an organization is in terms of hard dollars. Like here's how much less productive they were because they had to sit in a meeting with 10 other people that are professionals with high levels of intelligence and experience in a field where they're not allowed to do their job because they got to sit in a meeting for 90 minutes or two hours or five hours or however long, I don't know, however long meetings go mm-hmm. these days. Yeah. It's just fascinating. Too it's long. So fascinating. But, but for me, I'll get the email and people will want something or have a question. And I would say, can I come to your space for a two minute meeting? Because I think standing belly to belly, you can get more stuff done than emailing each other back and forth. It's just get away from your computers. No, and go talk to people. You don't have to have a big old formal meeting. Just stand there in their cube, stand there in their office space and just say, now tell me what you want or explain this to me or are we on the same page? That way you can look at their face and you can hear the inflections and you can hear sarcasm. And for those of you who want the the trademarked mug from Jeff Conroy that says death by meetings, that kills me. It's on his website for sale for $9.99. I should. Merch. Um, and I mentioned the reduction of meetings. What I didn't say is if you are a leader, you can fill your own meeting. If you know that this meeting coming up is just updates, send the updates. If there's going to be a need for discussion, have the discussion. But just because it's on the calendar doesn't mean you have to go through with it. And I've heard this forever and it's a great adage. Don't meet for the sake of meeting. Yep. And it's okay to put that aside for a while. Meet for yeah. the sake of meeting. Amen to that. Yeah. Just see what happens. People might be a little happier too, because I think that's probably for me with clients that I've worked with, one of the number one things that they complain about is I got to go on all these stupid meetings that are just, they're just useless. And yet they still have them scheduled constantly. Preach. Just fascinating. Just fascinating. So with all of that being said, things I'm taking away, one is culture, create it so that you can bring everybody up together so you don't get lonely at the top. Two, be willing to say no to things. Three, you got to be able to let go of control. And four, find the things that drive you, the creative things that that light you up. Because when you do those things, you're going to bring everybody up together. You're going to be a far more effective person. Now, if you are one of those leaders out there listening to our show, whether you're on a treadmill in your car, driving to or from work, you're making your children listen to this because you want them to grow up to be phenomenal human beings. That's great. We highly recommend that. We would like you to subscribe and hit that five-star rating. And then let us know what topics you'd like to hear. You can find us on the socials, whatever those ones are, or you can email us old school time. <laughs> see how old I am? I don't even know. They, they can't see us. That's why they don't know I'm not some young buck. But find us on the socials. And then you can email us at askus at leadershipbs.co. Give us your thoughts. Give us your feelings. We would love to have your feedback. Again, thank you so very much from all of us here at the No More Leadership BS podcast. We are Myra, Jeff, 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 and Dr. Sam. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Better bye.